It's on. Oh, there we go. So much better. Holy cow, I need to move this mic away. Otherwise, you people are going to get drowned out by the sound. All right, let the bubbles flow. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode number 43 of The Covert Show. And guys, I'm going to level with you here. Your boy is tired. (laughs) Your boy may be losing his mind. Like, shit, we're going to get into it here, folks. Um... So, it's been a week. I'm, I'm closing in, and I know how JC feels. I'm closing in on probably a 13-day work week right now. That's fine. We're good. We're hunting. Holy crap, hunting kicks the living shit out of you. We, right now, in the middle of Iowa, are sitting in the rut. And, I mean, it's going good. We've seen some good deer movement. We've shot some deer. I will be happy to say that the, the company that I worked for, a.k.a. Raced Hunting, shout out to them, they got me the opportunity to get me my first deer, and I did so. It took me a couple of tries. I felt horrible about the first two. I shouldn't say that on air, but I did. Feel horrible about the first two because I missed and slightly wounded deer, but the deer were okay. We made sure we went back, looked at the footage, everything was fine. So first archery shot is kind of a little bit of a struggle. You get over it because I executed well the next time, shot shot a dandy of a buck, got my first ever deer. I was happy, ecstatic, still on a high. I have everything. I've got pictures, the shots on film, everything. I love it. So, 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 so excited. So thank you for everybody working with Race Hunting for helping me out with that. Now, here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know hunting and if you don't know white-tailed deer and if you don't know the rut, a.k.a. right now, a.k.a. the middle of November, then, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, it is the most frustrating, exciting, and just gut-wrenching thing ever. Because we're sitting here, we're battling these deer out. It is like a chess game. It's like a game, it's like a, it's literally like a war, folks. I mean, I'm sitting here like, I'm filming in a stand without my tag, that I've tagged out on. And I'm saying, alright, so how can I learn, what other cool shots can I get on film, and what can I do to help? Well, you know, throw it all out the window at the moment. Because, folks, the deer movement has just been, it's been hectic. I've been with a couple of people. Every time that we don't see deer, everybody else is seeing deer. Every time that we maybe see a few good deer, nobody else sees deer. I mean, this is the crazy, and we just got snow today. It is November 15th. We got snow literally overnight from the 14th into the 15th. Like, holy shit. And the movement today was on and off the board on both sides. So... With that, the movement's been everywhere. So anybody who's listening who's a hunter that feels it, I feel your pain. Because I want to see people succeed in this, and I also just want to see some good bucks and want to get some good footage. And you know what? Some of it hasn't happened. And it's aggravating because you want to know why. You want to sit and see everything. Well, you know what? You can't sit and see everything because sometimes there's nothing to see. So, don't, as a deer hunter, don't fret. Stuff's going to turn. If you're hunting the moon phases, keep hunting the moon phases. If you're hunting the wind, hunt the wind. If you're hunting a big buck, well, darn tootin', somebody better find it. So, and if somebody's going to find it, somebody will on on wherever that goes. That not make sense, and I just realized that I said that that way. Holy crap, I caught my phone on a heroic Spider-Man catch. Nobody else is going to see it. I don't have any cameras in here. But, you know, on another note, why else is Nick tired? I'm moving. 
I'm slightly in the process of moving. There hasn't been much that I have. I've moved a little bit. I'll say that. I've moved a little bit. I've moved somewhat of enough. Not really. I have not moved shit. <laughs> I've moved some clothes over from my dresser. I've moved a f- um, just some small stuff over. i got to start moving everything else. And, yeah, I'm moving to Indianola. So we're getting that set up. The office is going to be excited. We'll post that on the Covert Show as well. Modern Warfare 2. I'm trying to download it. Just bought it. Trying to download it. It's doing some status installing thing. I don't know how long it's going to take. Every time I press press my PlayStation button, it says, oh, by the way, it's installed. No, it's freaking not. I can't play the damn game. So I'm, I'm frustrated. Just just frustrated. Let's see, what else is going on in the world? Watch some new movies. Well, we'll watch one new movie. Don't worry, darling. Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, psychological thriller, and boy is it. It's a pretty fun movie to watch. If you haven't watched it, it's interesting. It's not like a Jordan Peele movie. It's a little it's it takes the same psychological premise of it. I don't know what the heck is going on here. Update is required. You must sign into PlayStation Network. Am I not signed into PlayStation Network? Buddy, I'm signed into PlayStation Network. We're just going to restart the PS4. This is aggravating, folks. I'm so sorry you have to go through this process with me, but we're going to do it. So, anyways, don't worry, darling. Florence Pugh, Harry Styles. Very good movie. It's a psychological thriller. If you like Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, if you just like kind of a weird action-y scene in it, then, yeah, it gets good. Chris Pine. Love Chris Pine. Chris Pine's in the movie as well. He's a good actor in the movie. A lot of other good names in there as well. So, um, yeah, don't worry, darling. That's a good film. It is not a chick flick, guys. Don't think that it's just a chick flick and I'm pushing it, even though I do love some. There are a few movies that I will watch as rom-coms or chick flicks. Yes, I will admit it. I may get a lot of shit and a lot of heat for it, but I'll admit it. But as we sit here and go, Don't Worry Darling's a good one. I really want to see, actually, no, I really want to finish the movie All is Quiet on the Western Front. I have gotten halfway through. I ended up falling asleep during part of it, and it wasn't because it was just getting long, which, yes, it's a very long movie, but it was mostly because I just had a couple of drinks. I was chilling, and I just kind of got very comfy, and the movie was good, and I was digging it. I was enjoying it. Well, all of a sudden, I fell asleep. It's If you're one of those people that doesn't like dub movies, then, man, I'm sorry. I will say just try to give it a watch, please. Because I'm not a person that loves dub movies at all whatsoever. I hardly really enjoy watching them. And by hardly enjoy watching them, I mean I just, I freaking hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them with a passion. That's probably why. Well, you know what, guys? Nick's going to apologize. Cold War is going to get deleted. So sorry for my cousin. Get Modern Warfare. Cold War's out, Modern Warfare in. Anyways, so here's the real deal. If you... Like, where was I going with this? If you like war movies, there we go. If you like war movies, All is Quiet on the Western Front. Awesome movie to watch. A group of German friends think, oh yeah, the draft is going to be good. We're all going to, we're, we're so excited. The draft is going to be good. Like, we're, we're getting everywhere. Like, we're, we're going to go. This is going to be great. Well, guys, joke's on you. The the war, World War One was the shittiest conflict known to man. First Great War, like it was horrible, folks. 
I'm like, oh, excuse me. Wow, that, no, no ASMR on that. Cotton spoil, uh, trigger warning, I guess. Guys, World War One was horrible. And we've gotten deep on this podcast for the last couple of episodes. Thank you for Audrey for joining us. She is not joining us today. Nick is going solo. Kenny not joining us today, even though we go deep on football, talking about preschoolers and whatnot and bullshit. World War One, awful. World War Two, worse at some points. All the other wars that we've been through, horrible. But these German boys as friends say, hey, we want to sign up for the draft. Get into World War One. It is not what they expect at all. They thought it was going to be this this gallantry, this, oh, we're... Uh, we're fighting for our country, like, this is going to be great, we're going to be recognized, everything. They get in the trench and are freaking mortified, folks. Mortified. And for those of you who served in World War One or served in any war, I applaud you, because God knows that it's not, nobody, not everybody can do it. Everybody can say that they can go over and do it and say, oh yeah, I can go over and shoot a gun, I can go over and get three hours bullshit. Okay, it's going faster. Um... Sorry, everybody can say that they will go, they'll go fight the war, they'll go do this, they'll go do that. Well, you know what, I I will sit here and say, no, it's not for everybody. Because God knows I would be those kids shaking in the train. And granted, they picked the worst war to join. (laughs) They And I shouldn't be laughing, but they picked a really crappy time to join a war. And you know what, it shows in that movie. So, All Quiet on the Western Front is a World War I epic, and guys, it's awesome. I loved it. And I fell asleep during part of it, and I hope I can watch it here in the next couple of days. I might have to get up early and hunt in the morning. If I don't have to get up as early, and then I might try to sit and watch it and enjoy the rest of the movie. But, you know what? I finally got my Netflix back on my laptop and watched it. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, just released. Have not seen it yet. I really want to. It looks freaking bomb. Have not seen it yet. Have not gotten a chance to. Any other movies that I'm missing that got released right now? Barbarians been out. I've been talking about that. That's on Netflix or HBO. It's on one of the two. I'm dying to watch it. Even though it's probably going to scare the living hell out of me. I'm dying to watch it. Finally, delete one whole other Call of Duty game. And it says, hey, you have enough disk storage. When I tried to download this literally this morning. So, yeah, there you go. Pretty much movies have just been, I mean, they're they're coming up. Everybody's kind of going back. I've been scrolling through TikTok. Game of Thrones is making its comeback. Just everybody's sitting there watching all the shows and, and being like, oh, my goodness, like Game of Thrones, we miss it, we miss it. Well, House of the Dragon, done. You got the Jon Snow series coming up. Should be freaking awesome. Everybody's trying to sit and wait to see what comes up with that. Stranger Things. I believe it's Chapter 5 now, right? Yeah, Stranger Things, Chapter 5. That's coming out in a couple of years. Euphoria. If you're Euphoria fans, we talked about it on Episode 42 with Audrey last. They are making another season of Euphoria, so don't just fret. The the ending did not stay where it was at, as sad as it was. And yes, I will say sad. That is all I will say. Please go watch it. And if you haven't seen it already, oh, it's a gut-wrencher. It's a tearjerker. I mean, if you're if you're in for good writing, holy shit, it's a great ending. But I mean, good lord, it go it goes in. I mean, it it's tough. Anything else that I'm missing? Well, if there's any other movies or any other shows that you want me or JC or any of us on the Covert Show staff to watch, please let us know. Send us a DM on the Instagram. 
I'll try to cut this out. It's at 11.59. Probably end up cutting it out. But if you guys want us to talk about any other movies or anything like that, just hit us up. I'll watch it. I'll give my take on it. Because I sit and watch the same old shows. Not really. I don't sit and watch the same old shows. I like watching new shows. But I do have my comfort show. And my comfort show, at the moment, I will sit in bed and watch it every night. Well, not every night. When I'm at the place in Indianola, it's New Girl. But I like sitting and watching it when I'm here during hunting season. And that's the Big Bang Theory. Probably my favorite TV show ever. Besides Game of Thrones. I love the Big Bang Theory so much. I love Jim Parsons, Kaylee Cuoco, all that entire staff on the Big Bang Theory. You guys are literally some of the funniest people um, besides the staff of friends. Like, this is the close to me, and granted, everybody's going to be like, oh, this is the most bullshit take ever. I'm going to try it. All right, I'm going to try it. it. To me, this was the friends of my generation. This was the closest thing that I got to a staff that was, a, or a cast that was as close and as tight-knit and funny and just very, very, very good in my eyes to friends. You can say that about whatever show that you like, and granted, yes, everybody's going to say, well, that show sucks that wasn't as good as Friends, or some people say they may hate Friends. And if you hate Friends, then I got a bone to pick with you because Friends is a really damn good show. It was a typical 90s show. You can't say jack crap about it. I don't know why I'm trying to hide the cuss words anymore because screw that. If you caught on to that joke, it was supposed to be funny. It was the dad joke. I'm 24 now. I just turned 24 on Monday, November 14th. I'm old. I do have gray hairs in case anyone's asking. But yes, I turned 24. I can start making more dad jokes. (laughs) But no, so... There, there, There is a 50-50 line in the middle of, do you like Friends or do you hate Friends? I personally love Friends. I have seen that show in and out from episode one to the last ever episode of the 10th season at least nine times in order or out of order. And here's my math on that. So, from high school... Let's see. Let's go back to... Let's see if I can go back and date this. I don't want to Google this. But it was definitely when I was in high school. Friends got released on Netflix. And they said, Here you go. Here, Happy New Year. Me and my cousin stayed up and watched the first three seasons. Within the span of three days. And yes, there's 20 episodes in a season. We literally did not leave the house and we watched Friends with our parents for literally three straight days on New Year's. It was the greatest New Year's that I think I've ever spent in my life. I may get flack for that. I'll say with family. I'll flack it with family. That was probably one of the best family, like just best family wholesome New Year's that I have ever spent. Like it was so fun. We literally made hot chocolate. We would sit and watch. We would turn it off. When everybody knew we were going to bed. And no, we didn't even turn it off. We let it run through the entire house and we just picked up where it was in the morning and we would just sit there and watch it literally on air mattresses, on a pull-out couch. Yeah, a pull-out couch. If you are if you are young enough to not truly understand the comfort and uh, just the hell of a pull-out couch, you need to grow up and get a childhood. Yeah, that might be a little harsh. But seriously, though, for all my viewers that have not experienced the pull-out couch... All of our viewers, sorry. 
of our viewers that have not experienced the pull-out couch and do not understand the one, the pain of everything sinks to the middle where the bar goes. Two, the pain of the, the, the sheets coming off the mattress. Three, the just pure comfort of, oh my gosh, I can just pull out my couch. And there's a mattress. And also just the hell that you can pull out a couch and there's a mattress. Like, holy shit. If there is not anybody else who has slept on a pull-out couch or understands this feeling, it's basically like sleeping on a futon, except the futon is stupid. The futon is not really stupid. It's a good idea. But a futon does not compare to a pull-out couch. You have to experience at least once in your life. My kids are going to do it because my parents still have a pull-out couch in their living room that is older than me. Or the same age as me. And I guarantee you I will try fight tooth and nail for them to put that damn couch in a storage unit so I can have that couch. I don't know if they ever continue to make pull-out couches. Like I said, this is a no-Google night. Besides for sports, this is a no-Google night, folks. So I'm not going to Google it. I'm not. You guys will have to fight and figure it out. So, we did that. We And usually our, our New Year's with my family consists of 80s movies, football, a lot of drinks, sometimes hunting, but no, usually the first three, football, 80s movies, and drinks. Well, this New Year's, it decided to consist of friends and pretty much the entire first three, almost four seasons. So, fast forward now, I have watched Friends from episode one to the final episode at least nine times from start to finish, and so mixed up it hurts. Because on Nick at Night, on Nickelodeon, they will do Nick at Night, and they will have episodes of Friends that just go literally in order. From, I believe, sometimes at the... uh, It depends on the time of year, but sometimes, normally, it starts at, like, 9 or 8. And from 8 or 9... I don't know why I did that backwards the first time. From 8 or 9, it'll go to about, like, 12.30 or 1. And then they'll stop. And then they'll continue where they left off the next day from that episode at the same time. Sometimes they'll start earlier. Sometimes it's, like, 6.30, depending on the weekend. Sometimes it's a weekend. TBS picked up Friends and started doing it, so I would watch it after school. HBO Max picked up Friends and literally bought it, so now I watched it on HBO Max. I have seen Friends so many times, it's unreal. My father can send me a text watching an episode of Friends and be like some some line from, from an episode, and he'll send me two words. About 97, I, I, 90% of the time, I will get it. 10% of the time, he will send me the hardest challenging lines ever, and I'm just like, shit, I don't know. And it's freaking hilarious. There there are so many quotes that I can do from friends, and it's just, oh, that was a good show. Good show. But the Big Bang Theory. If you haven't watched the Big Bang Theory, you got to watch it. Give it a little bit of a look. It's fun. It's a good show. It's a little weird. And it's kind of it's kind of hard to get into at first. Like it it, it, def, it takes off just a touch slow, but it's fun. It's just a nice little comedic thing. Um, good group of cast for the show. Um, Young Sheldon. There is a spinoff series, Young Sheldon. It takes place with Sheldon Cooper. Jim's Jim Parsons does narrate for the show, but it's a bunch of different acting. 
Um, little Missy in that is just absolutely adorable. Sheldon's little sister, you'll find out that he has a sister in the Big Bang Theory, but his sister that plays the, or the actress that plays the sister in the Young Sheldon show makes her just absolutely precious. It's hilarious. It's just, it's too funny because it's everything that Sheldon portrays her as in the show of Big Bang Theory and puts it into her and it's just played perfectly. So, with that, yes, I turned 24. I can't say that there's a difference. I mean, I'm I'm a year older. Sometimes stuff hurts. I'm I have not worked out in a while. Hunting season kind of takes that out to where you have no time to go anywhere. So I have not worked out in a little bit. So I definitely feel like I'm getting getting tired. I haven't lost a lot of definition I would like to say. But I'm no longer an athlete, folks. I don't have my my spry, my agility. I have as much as I can. I had the single leg squat into a stand the other day. That was stupid on my part. Fun, but stupid. Um but yeah, no. It's it's another number. It's fun. One year off the insurance here. Yay. Everybody's probably like, "Well, why don't you why aren't you off insurance anyways?" Because you know what? When Sometimes when you're just trying to to make payments, yeah, you need to be on other people's insurance. And when your parents are willing to help you, sometimes yes. But regardless of the fact, are there any songs for 24? That's the real question. Everybody's like, oh, there, there's a song here. There's a song for this year. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Oh, oh well. Music, music always has a way to find find a song for everybody. So I always connect with literally almost every other song that plays. I just have a, a lot of good songs that I that I enjoy. So I don't know. Was I going anywhere with that, folks? I I, I really don't know. I hope you guys enjoy my <laughs> solo shows sometimes because I'll just I'll literally go off a spiel and just be like, oh. I find this interesting. I hope you do too. And and you know what? If you don't like it, then you can skip. You can go forward. If you're just here for the sports, go for the sports. If you're here for all the other stuff and you leave at the sports, that's fine. We we talk about it all. Oh, the watcher. This and sorry, I go on so many like bright, shiny tang like tangents here. The Watcher on Netflix. Very, very good show. It was about a whole true crime series. We talked about it, I believe, on one of the last two episodes that Audrey was on there. Watch The Watcher. It's a good show. Definitely, the acting's a little bit subpar, but watch that. Oh, is there anything else? Can I think of anything else? I'm going to go on my HBO Max right now. Well, at the same time, because my login doesn't work for mine, I'm going to go on my girlfriend's. Come on. Load. Ooh, excuse me. Load. Oh, look at this. Young Sheldon. Big Bang Theory. Everything else that my girlfriend was watching. She has watched Elvis like four times. It's a good movie. Clash of the Titans. I watched that recently. It was good. Oh, that's where it was. Barbarian is on HBO Max. So if you want to watch Barbarian, I'm definitely going to watch that with her. So I'm just not sitting in my apartment alone because I don't think I could watch it alone. I think I would freak. Don't worry, darling's on there. Oh, look at this. Okay, so popular TV. Friends, Big Bang Theory, The Big Brunch, Game of Thrones, Young Sheldon, 
What else is on here? Fixer Upper. Yeah, that's Vampire Diaries. If you haven't watched Vampire Diaries or the originals, I like watching the originals. That's, I feel like that's a that's definitely not a guy's show, but I watched the originals, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Oddly enough, The Sopranos. I still need to watch that. Westworld. I got into Westworld. I still haven't finished season one. Apparently, somebody said that Westworld season two is just a fall off. So, I don't know if I really want to get into that, but we'll see. So, that's pretty much all I got on on TV. I like movies, and I like watching a bunch of stuff. So, if you guys have anything else that you guys want to watch, or anything, send it my way. I'll watch it. We'll see what we can do. Also, this just showed up on here on HBO Max. Elf. Uh, guys, it snowed. I know I said it at the beginning of the podcast. It snowed. I don't know why I said it like a Minnesota, but it snowed. We got about three to four inches here in Iowa in the last 24 hours. I think it stopped. I hope it stopped. But we're just chilling and it snowed. And I'm just sitting like, dude, it is November 15th and we're already dealing with this much snow. I don't want to deal with that. Um, Sorry, texting. This is, I, this is also why I need a partner sometimes because I get so drawn off and I'm like expecting another part of the conversation. Like, hi, Joe, somebody come talk. Well, you know what? It's just me. Me sitting here with my thoughts. I feel so bad for everybody. Me sitting with my thoughts. But no. Christmas is coming around the corner. Christmas is definitely one of my favorite holidays. It probably is my favorite holiday because I love being with my family and everything. Thanksgiving, though. Thanksgiving is a great holiday. If you overlook Thanksgiving, then shame on you. You get to literally eat And if you're a health freak and you say, oh, I don't want to eat on Thanksgiving, dude, you're missing freaking out, man. Like, seriously, go go eat your whatever you got to do to stay healthy. You go eat that and let everybody else enjoy life. Like, seriously, I'm going to be real real with you for a minute. If you're on a health kick and you skip on Thanksgiving, then, dude, you suck. Even if you're a lady and you do that on Thanksgiving and you, you just truly do not want to eat turkey or eat gravy or anything because it's fatty and you think that you have an image to upkeep, dude, I don't care. You are missing out. Like, you do not know. No, 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 no. I'm going to call everybody out on it. If you miss out on Thanksgiving because you think you're a health freak and a nut, oh. Nope, nope, I cannot stare at you at this holiday. I will personally take a piece, I will I will take a plate. I will set a plate down with my turkey, with my duck, with my green beans, my gravy, smothered potatoes, five rolls, and just whatever drink I'm drinking, whether it be chocolate milk sometimes, because I'm still, I'm 24, but I'm still a kid at heart. Whether it be chocolate milk, liquor, beer, Whatever, I will set that down, I will eat that in front of you, and I will make a mess, and I do not care. Because you cannot just frown upon Thanksgiving. And all the Hallmark channels and every retail store that skips over Thanksgiving, 
Shame on you. Thanksgiving is a treasure. You get to eat. You get to become just... You get to, you get to be fat for a day. You get to just enjoy the day. And just, you get you get to... Oh. Thanksgiving, I love it. I love Thanksgiving. I love to literally just eat my entire weight and get into a food coma that I still have I've never taken a Thanksgiving nap. As long as I can remember, I have never had a Thanksgiving nap. I have eaten my body weight in food and gone out and either played football, shotguns, redneck, shotguns, or talked, and then played cards right after. I don't think I've ever endured the actual Thanksgiving nap. My dad has plenty of times. A lot of people in my family endured the Thanksgiving nap. I'm missing out on that tradition as well. It's a typical day where you actually get to take a nap, and it's a good excuse. Granted, taking a nap for a mental excuse is yes. It's very, very good. And I don't mean to push all that under the table, but yes. I've never taken a Thanksgiving nap, and I'm actually sad about it. I'm also very happy about it because I love Thanksgiving and I love just being with everybody and I'm such a ball of sunshine. Take that for what you will, I guess. But I'm such a ball, like I just, I'm a ball of energy. There you go. I love being around people and I love being with my family and like being with everybody that I know and love. Like my girlfriend came for Thanksgiving last year. We shotguns, we played cards, we did everything and she just sat, like sat around with me and we talked with everybody and we had fun, played cards, got along with everybody. It was a grand old time. I freaking love Thanksgiving. No matter where I'm at, I will eat my body weight in food, and I will just enjoy the day. I will watch football on TV because, one, America, fuck yeah. Two, I don't I don't want to watch the Cowboys, but I will. Sadly, on America's team, America's day has to have it. But, yeah, no. Also, just like I said, random spiels for me when I go solo, that usually happens. Also, drink a drink a choice tonight. Sadly, only a Bush Latte. Although we love Bush Light, the Covert Show would love would love to be sponsored by Bush Light. If anybody out there on a rep for the Bush Light or the You Betcha Boy, if anybody finds this podcast on that, by golly, we want it. But yeah, no, that's me. I mean, Thanksgiving's probably actually. I, I'm the weird person. I love Christmas, and I will always tell people that Christmas is my favorite holiday just because it's such a fun holiday. But no, Thanksgiving, down, like, hands down, probably would be my favorite just because it's so underrated, and yeah, there you go. Moving right along here, I've talked about way too much of my personal life and everything like that. You guys are all probably like, well, shit, we're tuned out. Well, let me draw you back in here. If you've stayed this long for sports and talking about it, well, dang it. You're in the right spot because we're going to go to the NFL. Well, <clears throat> number one, my bow hunting fantasy league, I can kiss playoff dreams goodbye. I suck. My other league, I can kiss the number one spot goodbye just like Texas back in 2008. Got beat in the first week of holding the spot. Fantasy has been rough this year, folks. I think it's been rough for everybody because there has been one guy in my bow hunting league that has been getting luckier than all shit on getting a Bengals running back scoring 55 points 
Mixon scoring 55 points against the Panthers, but holy shit, a, a running back with 55 points. You had four to five touchdowns on the day, and you score that many points? Oh, screw that. Lost to him. And then everybody else on my team just decided to shit the bed. Last week, I had I, I had an easy win after that. Team shit the bed. I'm like on a five-game losing streak in one league. I was on a seven-game win streak in another, and then everybody decided. I scored my lowest fantasy points in four years. I scored 73 fucking points. Oh, kill me. Don't kill me. No, that's sorry. Poor choice of words. Freaking hit me. Somebody hit me with a... Hit me. Somebody freaking hit me. Oh, it was bad. And this was after bragging on another podcast that I beat the guy, or was outscoring him and just got number one in the league. Well, God has a funny way of showing... Karma comes to everybody. He smited me. I lost. Number one spot, gone. Teams have been struggling. Well, not every team, though, in the NFL has been struggling. As we take a look here, the Washington Commanders are are, are very funny. Former, Formerly known as, I will say it because I don't care, the Washington Redskins. Washington themselves when it comes to an undefeated team, loves to become the Appalachian State or NDSU, like in college football, of the NFL, and just say, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't want to play us. Because they did it to Pittsburgh back in 2020. And now they've got the Eagles. Philadelphia loses their first game, and by God, both teams played like shit. I mean, it was a turnover battle throughout the whole entire friggin' thing. It was just not fun. It was a good game to watch, just because it was a struggle, but Philly finally takes a loss. They're still number one in the NFC East. It was a big game for the Commanders as they go 5-5 five and five now. Heineke has been doing as good as he can as the starter since Carson Wentz has not been there. Carson Wentz is planning on coming back. Heineke delivered his speech saying, I will still, I'll back Carson Wentz, whatever. Commanders fans are saying, yeah, we, we, yeah, we want Carson Wentz, but hey, we've had a guy who's been winning. Heineke's been winning games. And granted, Ron Rivera and the coaching staff and the defense has been losing games, and so has Heineke. Heineke threw, what, like three interceptions yesterday? Something like that? Heineke struggled. Eagles defense gave me a lot of points. Philly's defense was very good, but very bad. They lost to the Commanders. Worst team in the NFC East at the moment, but they're 5-5. Five and five. Let's, let's take a look at the NFC East for a moment. Hold on here. On a former sports show named Sports on the Edge, back on, shout out to Guy or Guy Tannenbaum and Tanner Frost, back in college, the NFC East to us was known as the NFC Least. I mean, teams were going 500 just to break for a wild card spot. I mean, come on. Now, Philly, 8-1. New York, the Giants, 7-2. and two. Barkley, Daniel Jones, and the Giants getting it freaking done. The Cowboys, ugh. Cooper Rush getting it done. Dak Prescott, still not impressed. Cooper Rush, love you, buddy. And the Commanders now, they're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They're sitting at 500, but here's the thing. The Commanders are just, they're a weird team. One week, it, they look like... They look like they shouldn't be playing in the NFL. The next week, they look like they're freaking... They're Philly. 
they're beating Super Bowl contenders. I think that the the Commanders have a little bit more on the board. I think Ron Rivera has done a nice job on trying to develop them. I think they need to truly find a set quarterback. They've got Curtis Samuel um, on the outside edge. Uh, they got Moir also there too. Um, so I think that if you actually take a look at the Washington Commanders team, they do have a and Robinson as well. They do have a very good team to deal with. And to build around, they need the right building blocks, and I think they will get there, and I think that the Commanders actually might have a chance at being an upset team. I do. This year, they will be middle of the pack, and this year, they will drop, and that is fine. Because that's that's just the biggest part of the plan. I forgot to type you. So, if you actually take a look at the rest of the year, yes, the Washington Commanders will struggle. Um. Sorry. Wow. Dead air. <clears throat> Trying to find a find an answer for the morning. Taking a look at the rest of the NFL. We'll go. We'll go to the scores here from this last week's game, and there were a lot of good games this last week. So Carolina, the Panthers, even with the backup, Marcus Mariota and the Falcons decided. Well, you know what? Okay, now we're really gonna. We're going to struggle even more than we have been. Now 4-6 and six on the year. Carolina wins 25-15 to 15 on a Thursday night football. That was a weird game to watch. It was a little bit of a struggle bus. Buccaneers end up beating the Seahawks, come to 5-5. Five and five. They're even at 500, 21-16. Seahawks still remain 6-4. Final in overtime, and everybody's questioning the validity behind this. You can argue this for what it's worth. This might be my hottest take. At the moment, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save this. Hold on, I'm gonna put this in my notes at the moment here, and I'll restate this sentence so I can post this as a social clip. Oh my gosh, where do I gotta go here? Okay, excuse me, give me one sec here. Pod clip. Yeah, I'm gonna say this out loud here. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. Okay, hold on. Thirty-eight. There we go. Okay, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> So this might be the hottest take that I think right now. The way that the Vikings are playing, I think they are legit. You have a team that is 8-1. Kirk Cousins. Granted, yes, struggles. You've got a running back in Dalvin Cook, but you have Justin Jefferson, who has consistently been one of the best receivers in the NFL so far this year, makes an outstanding one-handed grab to keep you in the game like the Minnesota Miracle and you just beat the Buffalo Bills, who arguably probably could be a Super Bowl contender, or if not in the Super Bowl running, in overtime, and you are now 8-1. 4-1 and one on the road. I legit think the Vikings have a shot. And and here here's the here's the biggest thing that I see with the Vikings is all my Minnesota boys that were roommates can argue this. You have such a great successful year, and then it all slips away in the playoffs. The Minnesota Vikings struggle in the playoffs, and granted, the Bills can't say the same or can say the same thing because you lost four straight Super Bowls. The Bills are now six and three. Josh Allen's struggling a little bit. Josh Allen also hurt, so the Bills trying to find a way on offense. Singletary did a good job running last week. 
Um, Diggs got a few targets, but at the same time, the Vikings owned the game. From the third quarter on, the Bills were winning 27-10, and then the Vikings all of a sudden stood up and just said, hey, defense got a couple of picks, and then they moved forward. 33-30 to 30 year final there. We'll get back into the Vikings in a little bit. The, the Lions ended up beating Justin Fields and the Bears on the road. Justin Fields still drops 44, or 40 points of fantasy, two touchdowns, 147 yards. Um, I mean, and 13 carries as well. Justin Fields has become one of the quarterbacks that is, hey, we might lose games, but we're still going to drop 40 points of fantasy. Screw you guys. All right, fine. Justin Fields and the Bears still finding a good way of offense. They're finding a rhythm. I feel bad for the Lions just because you traded away Stafford. He won a Super Bowl. You got Jared Goff, and you're like, okay, we can still still do this. You got Amonse Brown. You got DeAndre Swift. Well, you know what? Nope. Lions are back to kind of square one here. Actually, I shouldn't say square one. They're back to square three. They've got three wins. They have not looked good otherwise. I mean, it's been a struggle for them. Speaking of teams that it does not look good for, holy shit, off of trade deals. The Denver Broncos continuing to struggle, and this is why my buddy continues to, Kenny Wexler does not continue to to bet on or against Ryan Tannehill. The Broncos end up losing 70-10 to following a Ryan Tannehill two-touchdown game. Russell Wilson, 21-42, passing 286 yards, and you still lose the freaking game. I'm over it. We found the end zone once. And this is the biggest thing. The Broncos need to find a way to get to the end zone. Derrick Henry still running like Derrick Henry friggin' does. He's a powerhouse. Brick shit house. The Jaguars end up scoring 17 points against the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs, however, moved to 7-2 and and the top of the AFC East, or top of the AFC West, 27 to 17 over the Jags. The Browns end up getting demolished by the Dolphins, 39 to 17. Wow, excuse me. Giants, like I said, moved to 7 and 2, 26 to or 24 to 16 over the Texans. The Steelers end up beating the Saints, 20 to 10. Colts, 25 to 20 over the Raiders. The Raiders are abysmal this year. I love to see it. I also hate to see it because the Raiders have such a good team. They added a great weapon with um, Devontae Adams. Derek Carr has a really, really good weapon to throw to, and they've just struggled. I mean, it, it's it's hard to watch sometimes against and, – and that's speaking from a Bronco fan, hating the Raiders. So the Vegas Raiders need to find something else to go on offense. The Packers end up beating the Cowboys in overtime as well, two overtime games, 31-28. to <clears throat> Cardinals, Kyler Murray. He was out. Colt McCoy, former Texas quarterback, and I mentioned 2008 when they lost. Boy, howdy, did McCoy just come out guns a-blazing, 26-37, 239 yards, one touchdown through the air. Connor on the ground, two touchdowns, 69 yards on 21 carries. Beat the Rams in the former Super Bowl champs who are feeling that hangover, 27-17. Niners end up beating the Chargers, 22-16. Christian McCaffrey still doing what McCaffrey does. Garoppolo. Didn't have a touchdown, and this is the funny thing. Jimmy Garoppolo without starts, without a touchdown, is tw- or is 10-2. and two. If Garoppolo doesn't score a touchdown in a start, you have a damn good chance of winning that freaking game. So if you get to the playoffs of San Francisco as 5-4, and four, if you get to a wild card, and Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw a freaking pass for a touchdown, then you better be sitting your eyes glued to the damn TV the entire game. 
because Garoppolo has a good chance of winning that game. Obviously, Eagles lose to the Commanders. Patriots, Bengals, and Jets. Ravens had to buy this last week. Moving on to week number 10. Week number 11. Sorry. If you are on Prime Video this week, you got the Titans, you got the Packers. That's Thursday night football. Sunday, Bears, Falcons, Browns, Bills, Eagles, Colts, Jets got the Patriots, Rams have the Saints, Lions have the Giants, Panthers, Ravens, Commanders, Texans. That is all your noon games for the Central Time Zone. That is your noon games. Anything from three after. Raiders, Broncos in Denver, Vikings, Cowboys, Bengals, Steelers, Chiefs, and Chargers. And here's the funny thing. Okay, so the Eagles have been undefeated all year, finally lose a game. They're 8-1. The Vikings have been some, somewhat playing with luck, but at the same time still playing very good, and they're 8-1 and one on the year. We're going to take a look at the standings here as we kind of keep moving forward. That is scheduled. Nick, click on the right freaking button, you moron. Thank you. Okay, so, a little bit of phlegm. The Miami Dolphins are 7-3 and three on the year. They now lead the AFC East. New York Jets are 6 and 3. They sit at the second spot. The Bills are 6 and 3. They sit at third. The Patriots are 5 and 4 in the AFC East. They sit at number 4. I think I just said that twice. So now if you take a look at it here, the Bills need a way to bounce back cuz the Dolphins right now and the Dolphins with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, a little bit of Tua Tagovailoa, they have a good team. That's fine. They have a good team. Their defense is all right, but the Bills should be the team leading that. The Jets out of nowhere, Zach Wilson and the Jets have just been absolutely shocking, I think, to everybody. That Zach Wilson took to this system as fast as he did and took the NFL and said, all right, here we go. Will they be a playoff team by the end of the year? The odds are looking like they will. Possible wild card team, possible chance to win a division, we don't know. We'll see here as they go. The AFC North... The Bengals are kind of stepping back up. They're on a one-game win streak. They had a bye this last week. The Ravens are 6-3. and three. They're on a three-game win streak, and they also had a bye this week. So that should be a good game to see where they go. The Browns are 3-6. and six. Steelers are 3-6. and six. Both teams at this point, unless it's a quick turnaround, I see that out. So Bengals and Ravens are going to be battling for the AFC North. If you take a look at the AFC South... The Titans have it at 6-3. and three. The Colts are still trying to fight at 4-5. and five. Sam Ellinger, former Texas quarterback, now a rookie. He's trying to vie for it. The Jacksonville Jaguars thought they were going to have it, and then all of a sudden now, wow, they are bouncing. Bouncing off the board. Texans, well, sorry, gone. Houston out. Bye. Four-game losing streak. You're 1-7 and seven at the moment. Ugh. See, I wouldn't want to be you. The AFC West... Chiefs seven and two, Chargers five and four, Broncos at three and six, and the Raiders at two and seven. The only team with a w- truly winning record right now are the Chiefs, even though the Chargers are five and four, one game above five hundred. The Chiefs are seven and two. Patrick Mahomes still doing Mahomey things. Juju Smith-Schuster out with an injury as well, so we'll see how the Chiefs go there. I still think that in a perfect world, the battle of the AFC will go between the Bills and the Chiefs because there is no way that you cannot strip us of this again. 
The Bills beat the Chiefs for a reason in the regular season, and this is what I must have. If the Dolphins find a way to do it, then oh my goodness, and they, if they get to a Super Bowl, well then Tua and Bama get back in it with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And that truly means that you take a look at Alabama and they have teams to win every single sport or every single team in the NFL. Because Derrick Henry is with the Titans and he is running and trying to run them to a Super Bowl. Taking a look at the, the NFC side of things, Philly still 8-1. and one. They're at the top of the NFC East. The Giants are 7-2. and two. Cowboys 6-3. and three. Commanders 5-5. Five and five. The NFC least looks like a challenge to be the just an NFC fight. Like, it really does. I would like to see the Cowboys try to keep growing. I would like to see the Commanders try to keep going. But in all honesty, I would like to see the Giants upset the Eagles, even though I have a lot of Eagles players on my fantasy team. I like Saquon Barkley in this Giants team. Now, I will say that with a heavy heart because I do think that the, I would like to see the Eagles back in a Super Bowl because I would love to see what Jalen Hurts and granted another freaking Alabama boy, but I would love to see what this Eagles team can do starting off so hot and continuing through dealing with adversity finally in a week and getting see if they can get past it. If this is how it has to become, the battle to see who goes to the NFC for the Super Bowl from the NFC North, and if it's the Vikings, then oh man. Vikings in the NFC North, 8-1. and one. Seven game win streak, excuse me. Seven game win streak, 4-0 at home, 4-0 on the road. In the division, they're 3-0, 6-1 in conference. Packers, 4-6. Aaron Rodgers yelled at Matt LaFleur. Dude, if you don't like the fucking play call, change the change the play call and then get yelled at by your coach. You are how old and you are bitching at your coach for a play call? Dude, you can change it. You can get fined, do whatever. You might not have to run it, man. You might not have to run it at all, but dude, do not go yelling at your coach because he called the wrong friggin' play at the wrong time. Or if you didn't like the read, then change it. Something. Aaron Rodgers, you have become the biggest softie in football, and I don't care if you come at me. I don't care. Granted, the show might care. I'm the only one talking at the moment. But I do not care if you come at me. I don't care if Packer Nation comes after me. I don't care. Dude, get your head out of your ass. You have no room to be yelling at anybody because you are making mistakes left and right as well. So, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Matt LaFleur, Alan Lazard, 4-6. and six. Lions three and six, and the Bears are three and seven. Even though the Bears have been trying to come up with an offensive scheme, Justin Fields still finds a way to freaking score points. Bears just don't find a way to win. Sad, tough. NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers finally getting back to five and five. <clears throat> Tom Brady's at five hundred. Did anybody think that this was ever going to happen? That in the Tom Brady era of football, Tom Brady was going to be five and five. Some people argue, yeah, Tom Brady was down for a fallout. Dude, Tom Brady was down for a freaking life change. Kids, gone. Wife, bye. Football career at the moment, non-existent. I mean, dude, 5-5 five and five with Tom Brady, it's tough. 
you, you and this is this is where a football fan kind of sits and says, "Okay, I truly hate to see it because one, Tom Brady was the goat. Tom Brady probably still is the goat. If there's anybody that I will not trust in a two minute warning, I don't care what his record is as a team, a two minute warning." Correction, I'm going to stand by this. A 30-second warning with less than seven points on the clock, or with a touchdown or less on on the line. I do not trust Tom Brady as far as I can kick a field goal. And folks, that ain't far. Tom Brady is still one of the only quarterbacks in this league. I don't care if he is 90 on a field. I do not trust a two-minute warning with Tom Brady. Because I guarantee you he finds a way to win. All allegations on the cheating aside, I don't care. Tom Brady finds a way to win because he is a dog. He is 5-5 five and five with a team that he literally screamed at. He didn't care that his wife, or he, his wife left him and he said, I don't give a crap that I'm, like, my wife left me, my kids left me. I'm losing to Kenny friggin' Pickett at halftime and I don't like it. The man is, he's a fighter. So Tom Brady's going to fight tooth and nail and I'm sorry, I will I will talk shit on Tom Brady because I just hate the fact that he wins, and that just might be me. I hate seeing the Bucks at five and five. I hate seeing Tom Brady at an even record because it just does not suit him. But if there's anybody that can come out of it, it's Tom Brady. Falcons are four and six on that NFC South. Three and seven are both the Carolina Panthers and the Saints. Uh, Carolina Baker Mayfield didn't work. Also, you traded away your running back, and you're stupid. But you probably couldn't afford it after paying Baker's scholarship, Baker's contract. NFC West, Seattle is at six and four. Niners five and four. Cardinals four and six. The Super Bowl champ defenders, the Rams, are at three and six. And folks, the NFL is weird because you've got great teams here, and you've got mediocre teams. But also, you you just got teams that are trying to come out of the woodwork, I think. You you have teams that are coming out of the woodwork here. <clears throat> the Giants are, are trying to rebuild, and they have done a fantastic job. They have good weapons. You've got Saquon Barkley now just kind of running the game. You're doing good as a, a Giants offense. The Vikings with Kirk Cousins kind of found a vibe. You have Justin Jefferson, and holy crap, thank God that you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Your defense has been absolutely insane this year. The Packers are falling through the woodwork. Panthers have been falling through the woodwork. The Bills have been coming back and bouncing. They just they've hit that spot to where okay, can we break through the ceiling? I think the Bills still can. The Dolphins, I think, are playing with a little bit of house money. You get a quarterback that goes through concussion protocol, goes back through concussion protocol, and is now still continuing where they left off. The Jets, they've had a high momentum ride here, and they're doing good. Ravens kind of finding a way to click. Titans need to get past the fact that they are just so much of a run-heavy offense and try to use a little bit more of the receiving core that they somewhat don't have, but at the same time, the Titans need to be able to to play defense, finish, and clutch up. Chiefs, give Mahomes and the offense the ball. Your defense is 
your defense needs to to be better with defense, but at the same time, when it helps that your offense scores points and just, there you go, all right, fine. I think that this NFL postseason is going to be something to watch. The Jags are trying to come back, and, I mean, it's hard when you get sat there. The Texans, at without Deshaun Watson, down. Now with the Browns, it, I don't think Deshaun Watson should be playing at all, but you know what? Everybody sits there. So with that, that's the NFL rundown. Let us know what you guys think. Predictions. I still think that the Super Bowl is very, very, very undecided, but I think that I know some teams that should be there that should be playing for it. I think I know that some players should be playing for it, and if they don't get there, then that's that's on a lot of stuff. With that, <clears throat> the Astros win the World Series, and it hurts me to say this. Former high school, oh, I shouldn't say teammate because he was, he was on the varsity team when I was a freshman, but former high school alum, Jake Myers and the Houston Astros win the World Series. Hats off to them. Had a fantastic season. Came through uh, uh, a very hard-fought American League. Very, very hard-fought American League. The Phillies go home with an ALCS, an ALDS, and a wild card. Just a couple of wins short of a World Series from back in 2008. But, I mean, still, the Phillies did something that nobody else thought that was possible for them. They came back through, and then they just kept punching, 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 and their pitching staff, their offense got them to that point, one of the hottest offenses in the postseason. And finally, Houston's bullpen slowed them down. Houston ends up winning the World Series on a, oh, boy, it's it's been so long since we talked about this. Houston ends up winning 4-1. Four, four to one. It was tough. Tried their best to go at it. Well, Philadelphia's offense, Kyle Schwarber was still hitting bombs. Bryce Harper still hit bombs. But, I mean, not too much that you can get past. Also, former um, Omaha boy, Alex ba- er, uh, Bomb for the Phillies. Third baseman. Shout out to you. Made it to a World Series. Congratulations, man. But otherwise, we move on to the next season. There's free agency buzzing going around. I did see this, though, and I'll pull it up here from my Twitter because I got to go, got to go, got to go, got to go. Where's it at? 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 Where's it at, though? I liked it. Oh, my gosh. Nick, learn how to run your own Twitter. Okay, here we go. I can find it. Anthony Rizzo and the Yankees, and this is quote off of ba- or this is off of Twitter. Reach a two-year, three hundred or not three hundred. Wow, thirty-four million dollar contract for Anthony Rizzo in the Yankees. That's a he found his way at home there, and I it punches me in the gut because I would love him to come back and be a Cub. I would so 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 love that. We don't have the pockets for it. Anthony Rizzo, no longer a Cub with the Yankees. So with that, as we move, and I'm going to go grab another quick beer here. Give me like two seconds because we're enjoying the night. We're enjoying the podcast. Two seconds.
Wow, the dead air. We love it, folks. <coughs> it's really hard to, to try to do when there is nobody else here. So with that, we move into the college football segment of the show. And folks, there there is so much, so much to talk about here. As we just go and break this down from, as Kent Murphy says, a fundamental standpoint. Also, sorry, I just remembered this, and I don't know why. John Wick Chapter 4 is getting released. The trailer is on everywhere. Go find it and watch it. Back to college football here. So, we hop into it. College football top 25, third straight week that the playoff rankings have been announced. Georgia, 10-0, number one in the rankings. Ohio State, 10-0, number two. Michigan, 10-0, number three. TCU, 10-0, ranked number four. TCU had a little bit of a scare in Austin. Texas ends up turning the ball over. TCU gets the win in overtime. Or, I believe just before overtime. I'm going to have to check this. The no Google night has turned into the, I need to do this. 17, no, it was just before overtime. But there was a fumble, a fumble recovery, uh, return for a touchdown. So, a, a scoop and score six towards the end of the fourth quarter there. So, TCU, 10-0. The last unbeatens round out the top four spots. Tennessee and the Volunteers are 9-1. and 9-1. They're at five. LSU eight and two at six. Now I won't read records, but I'll go through it. Oh, excuse me. USC is seven. Alabama for the first time in almost a decade is lower than five on a playoff or BCS scale. They're at eight. Oh boy. Clemson at nine. Utah at ten. Penn State at eleven. Oregon after losing this week to Washington falls down all the way to six or falls down six spots. They are at 12. North Carolina, 13. Ole Miss, 14. K-State is sitting at 15. UCLA, 16. Washington, 17 after a big win. They jump up eight in the playoff rankings. Notre Dame is sitting at 18. Florida State, 19. And this is where it gets interesting here. UCF, 20. Tulane, 21. Oklahoma State, 22. Oregon State, 23. NC State, 24. Cincinnati back in the top 25 in the playoff rankings. There are three teams from the same conference that are a non-power five that are in the playoffs. Has this ever been seen before? I personally do not think so. UCF leads the American at 5-1. Cincinnati is tied for second at 5-1, or tied for first at 5-1. Tulane is tied for first at 5-1. All three teams are 8-2. Tulane just lost to UCF. They have Cincinnati at the end of the year. Going all the way to UCF here at 20. UCF beat Cincinnati and Tulane. Folks, UCF has a chance to be the American outright champs. They still probably will end up having to play Cincinnati or Tulane at the end of the year for a conference title. But unless UCF completely chokes it out, they won the American outright. Now they just have to win it with the tournament or with the the championship game. So the non-Power 5 teams making a move here. 
We'll go with this because we haven't seen this for a while. There's one. There's two, three, four, five, six. Count it. Six Pac-12 teams. Formerly known as the Pac-10 for anybody that actually remembers it, because I do. There are six Pac-12 teams. USC, Utah, Oregon, Washington, and Oregon State going from top to bottom in that order on ranking. USC 7, Utah 10, UCL, or Oregon, UCLA. Wait, did I count that wrong? USC, Utah, Oregon, UCLA, Washington. Seven. Seven. Sorry, I forgot UCLA. There are seven teams in the Pac-12 that are in the top 25 for the playoff rankings. This has not been seen for a while, and this is actually true. Pac-12 teams right now are trying to make a statement. You have Lincoln Rally and this USC squad who are full-on trying to make a statement. And you know what is the, 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 the best part about this? And it really sucks. But it's fun because I love I love seeing this. So USC so far this year has beaten Oregon State, who's ranked in the top 25. They're at 23. They lost to Utah in a very close grudge match. They've got UCLA coming up in two weeks, or coming up this weekend in a rivalry game, and then they got Notre Dame at the end of the year on Thanksgiving weekend. Two big ranked opponents. Here's how the Pac-12 turns out. And I've talked about this as one of the hardest hardest ones to watch because they've just been going at each other. USC is seven and one in the conference overall. They're not or conference. They're nine and one overall. Oregon is six and one. Utah is six and one. UCLA five and two. Oregon State is four and three in the Pac twelve. The biggest team that I think Pac twelve folks need to watch out for. And all these teams are eight and Eight and two, except for Oregon State. The Washington Huskies have found a way to just sneak through the hardwood. Beat Michigan State when they were ranked eleventh. They lost to UCLA. UCLA, that's a loss on their schedule. That's a hard loss. That's fine. Lost to an Arizona State team that has been struggling through the years with the new coach staff. Okay, fine. You're guaranteed to sneak a win. Since then, beat a ranked Oregon State team who is still ranked, beat a U, or an Oregon team who is still ranked. Finish out the year with a couple of easy schedules. You've got the Washington-Washington State rivalry, and then you've got Colorado. The only thing standing in your way is the fact that you do not play USC, and you lost to UCLA, and you don't play Utah. But I think there's a legitimate chance that however this spins... Washington could end up in a Pac-12 championship and could potentially have a chance to play for a New Year's Six Bowl. Not going to lie, I would argue that even if they don't play for a Pac-12 championship, which is not possible, like if this happens, it's not possible, they should play for a New Year's Six Bowl. They've had a hell of a fucking year. So Washington is trying to prove their stripes as the Huskies keep trudging on. USC, Lincoln, Riley trying to hold on to that top spot in the Pac-12 and saying that the Trojans are here to play. We're back to the peak hero decade. That's fine. Go for it. I hope that the Pac-12 would be a team to knock out either one of the Big Tens or one of the SECs. Granted, will it happen? I'm going to go with no. And this is the reason why. In the college football playoff, if you take a look at it, Georgia is 10-0, Ohio State 
TCU, Michigan, all 10-0. The Big 12, the only team that is not in SEC or a Big 10, obviously, TCU. They lose one game, they're out, and they're out hard. And I feel bad for them. But this is the way that the playoff committee, I think, is going to take a look at it here. And this is the way they definitely freaking shouldn't. I'm going to say this with a passion, because I'm going to defend the Horned Frog here tooth and nail. Oklahoma, when they were ranked 18, win. Oklahoma, 5-5 five and five at the moment. Eh, Oklahoma, all right. Kansas, still riding their 6-4 and four on the year. Best Kansas team that we've seen since the 2000 Orange Bowl. They were 19. TCU took care of them. Oklahoma State took care of a playoff team. Not like a top four playoff team, but took care of a playoff ranking team. Kansas State took care of a playoff ranking team. Texas took care of a playoff ranking team who has been in the top 25 for the playoffs for two weeks and then now has hopped out. They've got a little bit of an easy schedule coming up with Baylor and Iowa State. TCU is bound for Big 12 title. Texas out of the Big 12 title. Now, I'm going to argue that Kansas State should be in the Big 12 title. They'll be there. If not, it's Oklahoma State. And granted, yes, I'm reading off the rankings, but holy shit, people. It, 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 if read between the friggin' lines. Kansas State or Oklahoma will be that team to come up through the woodwork and say, hey, we're going to fight you. TCU, I think, actually remains through this year unbeaten. They come into the playoff, and they're going to be the Cincinnati that say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to be the little man in a power five. We're going to be the little man, but we're going to be the little man in the power five that tries to punch you in the face. They might get knocked on their ass, but TCU is going to be that team that punches them in the face. And actually, to be honest, yes, TCU allows a lot of points so far on the year." Any Big 12 team allows points on the board. Secondaries are not as good. Defense is so run heavy that the passes get through. TCU with Duggan, fantastic. TCU with Quentin Johnson, fantastic. Kendron Miller, fantastic. You were talking about three offensive players that could potentially put up Heisman resumes. On the same friggin' team. Michigan with a team that has now a quarterback that is still young, but has a defense that has carried through, has an offense that's still returned a decent amount of guys in a Big Ten setting that where two teams control their own destiny and that's it. And you are in the same division as Michigan and Ohio State in the Big Ten East. Everybody else in the Big Ten has slumped off. Penn State is 5-2. and two. Okay, fine. Penn State is still in in the college football playoff rankings. That's fine. They're at 11. Okay. Michigan has Ohio State at the end of the year. Ohio State at the moment has, as we go through here, they've already beaten Penn State. They've got Maryland coming up. And then they face Michigan. In Columbus, Penn State's out, Maryland out, State out, Rutgers, Indiana, Purdue, and this is the this is the worst part. Look at the Big Ten West, folks. Purdue, four and three in the Big Ten West, six and four overall. Illinois, seven and three, four and three in the Big in the Big Ten West. 
or in the Big Ten in general. Iowa four and three, six and four overall. Minnesota four and three after a big win over Nebraska. Nebraska gone. Wisconsin gone. Northwestern sorry, you tried. You got your win over Nebraska. That was your only win of the year. Congratulations. That hurts. As a Nebraska fan, that hurts. But oh my goodness, guys. The Big Ten has now slumped this year to the point to where whoever wins (sighs) if Michigan wins, they have a legitimate chance to possibly play for a national title. Does Ohio State? Yeah, absolutely Ohio State does. They've had a little bit of a tougher schedule has Ohio State. Michigan, to me, looks like the better team because Ohio State has struggled. Because take a look at this here. A Northwestern team that is... And granted, Northwestern plays everybody as tough as they can. But 21-7, they come up 56-14, to 14, fine. Your only two wins out of the year, Penn State and Notre Dame at the at the beginning of the year. You're 10-0, yes, I believe that an undefeated team deserves a spot at a top ten or a top five spot. Your strength of schedule not not entirely there. Everybody's gonna say Michigan's strength of schedule not entirely there. Yeah, Michigan's strength of schedule is not. For Christ's sake, UConn blew through. Maryland blew through. Iowa, Indiana, Penn State beat Penn State. I mean, everybody they've handled well. I mean, Nebraska, holy crap, You only Nebraska held them to only 34 points. That's that's the impressive fact of that game. Tennessee is knocking on the door at the top 20, or at the top four. LSU knocking at the door at the top four. Brian Kelly in this LSU offense is knocking on the door, and I knocked on them a couple of weeks ago saying that LSU is a mediocre team. They have not played the best offense. Well, sure as shit, they decided to say, hey, we're still here, don't forget. Alabama has been struggling. Former Heisman winner Chase Young. He's still put or Bryce Young still putting up numbers. Yeah, that's great. Your team is not putting up numbers and your team is putting up crucial losses. Tennessee lost. LSU lost. Big win against Ole Miss. That's fine. Now you have Austin Pay. And this is the thing that I freaking hate, and I will say this till the day that I die. Alabama does not need a tune-up game at the end of the year. Get off your freaking high horse Saban and schedule somebody worth a damn. If you're going to play a non-conference game and you're going to play something, then play a friggin' ranked team or play somebody that you think should be ranked by that time of the year. Get off this Austin Pay Citadel. I don't care if they pay you a million dollars. You are a university that has won six national titles under a coach's reign. Go piss off. Play somebody worth a damn. If you want to shout out a playoff this year, win out the rest of the season on a ranked team in Auburn. Otherwise, you're out of the playoff. You're out of the SEC title race. Because I think LSU is going to sit it. And I think that, obviously, Georgia now has the SEC East. Tennessee, do you have a shot of the playoff ranking? If you lose in the SEC, actually, no. Tennessee, I don't. I, I really don't know if Tennessee would have a shot at that number four spot because LSU could jump. USC could jump. Easy. Clemson, ACC is out. ACC is out. The only chance that the Pac-12 has is literally anybody sitting between Utah and USC. 
That's hard to say. The Big 12, your only chance is if TCU goes undefeated, wins the Big 12 title. Boom. Now, going through the schedule for this weekend, because it's a packed packed schedule. We're getting into the chance of rivalry week, folks. On Saturday, ranked games. UCF has Navy. Michigan has Illinois. TCU and Waco is a tough environment. TCU goes to Baylor with a chance to of an upset alert on the line and a chance to get knocked out of the playoff contention. Alabama, Austin Pay. In all honesty, I'm sorry. Fuck that game. Do not watch that game, please. Anybody who goes to that Alabama game, you're going for just a blowout. You're going to just get piss drunk. Alabama plays somebody else at the end of the year. I don't care. Florida State has Louisiana. Going through the rest of it, game's on the line. I will say it because I'm a Nebraska fan. We got Wisconsin. That game's at 11. If I can, I'm going to be watching. Pierce will be drank. Kansas State has West Virginia. Oregon State has Arizona State, who has already beaten a Washington team. Notre Dame has Boston College. Get in a conference. Because literally... Liberty is still beating you on an independent standing. Your playoff contention is still doubtful because also your playoff ranking sucks. So, sorry. Mini tangent. Georgia has Kentucky, who has finally dropped out of the top 25 this year so far. They have had a little bit of a a rough year losing to Vanderbilt last weekend. Ohio State has Maryland. Clemson has Miami, a very struggling Miami team. Could they get back on track with a win off Clemson? Possibly. Will it happen? No. Penn State has Rutgers, NC State has Louisville, Texas has Kansas, and granted, I say that just because Kansas is still 6-4. and four. They've had a great year. Texas with Quentin Ewers is still a potential possibility of cracking the top 25. Cincinnati has Temple, top 25 team in the country. North Carolina has Georgia Tech. Tennessee has South Carolina. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the battle for Bedlam. That will always be a good game to watch. I don't care what... I don't care who has a losing record. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State will be a game to watch. USC, UCLA, Battle in Pasadena. That'll be a fantastic game as well. 7 versus 16. That has a lot of merit riding on that, folks. That is a Pac-12 championship potential on the line. That's a Pac-12 bid on the line as well. LSU has UAB. Also, I'm going to say this right now. Any LS, any SEC team that is ranked or any SEC team that has the potential to be ranked, if you want a chance at saying that the SEC is the most powerful conference, get off your fucking high horse, play another team that is not going to just pay you a million dollars. And I hope UAB beats them. I hope Austin Pay upsets Alabama. I would laugh my ass off. I would not sleep because I would be laughing so hard. Washington is Colorado with the chance to keep their Pac-12 championship hopes alive. Utah, number 10 versus number 12, Oregon. That is your college football rundown. And, folks, that is the episode for tonight. I've wasted an hour and 20 minutes of your time. And if you've, if you've lasted this long, please hope that I know that it is not a waste. Please hope that I love and we all appreciate that you are sitting here listening to us ramble on about sports, movies, and everything else while we have a drink with you guys. Cracking open a cold one with the boys. Cracking open a cold one with the girls. Cracking open a cold one with the folks. Everybody that is joining us on The Covert Show, we love it week in, week out. We do what we can to try to bring you the best entertainment. And, you know, I, I got to sit here and I got I to gotta focus on one thing. Guys, uh, like I said, I shot a deer earlier 
a couple weeks ago. And I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you here for a moment. Guys, don't let the don't let the um don't let the big moments in your life just get too big to where you forget about all the small things that got you there. As I give you a heart to heart on a podcast like this, don't don't let those things just completely completely vent you out. If you've got a lot of stress in your life, that's fine. Everybody's gonna deal with stress. But there's one thing that makes you happy, find that thing again. Or if there's one person that makes you happy, find that person again. Do that. Hang out with them. Have a talk. If they have passed away like somebody did in my life to with my dear, it was special. Then get back to it. Give back to whatever you believe in. Give back to everything. I mean, guys, it's a short life. There's a lot of milestones that everybody goes through. I mean, we're episode 43 on this podcast. I know JC brought me on almost two years ago. Actually, it was two years ago. Not today, but like it was two years ago. And we basically created the show. And now I'm sitting here doing it solo for a couple of weeks. And it's it's been, I, I, miss, I miss the kid a lot. Like I miss doing shows with him. And I hope we get back to it, which I know we will. But it, it, it's fun to see life kind of come full circle with all your dreams and everything like that. And like I said, I don't mean to get soppy on this, but it's fun. I, I have an outlet to express this and I want to express it. Guys, like I said, do not take for granted the small things. If you got a family member that you haven't talked to in a while, talk to them. If you guys have not had a friend that you haven't talked to for a while, I just had one of my friends message me that I used to be great childhood friends with. He talked to me on my birthday literally yesterday and he goes, um, he was dealing with some, some health issues and I don't, I'm not going to put it out there, but I mean, he was dealing with that and I, I got back with him and I miss him. We went out to dinner a couple years ago. <laughs> we started playing God again. It was me, him and his brother. We started playing God again. And it, dude, it was so fun. Like, I mean, it was fantastic. So shout out to my buddy back home. Shout out to Jackson. Um, I hope everything goes well with you, dude. And Honestly, like I said, if there if there's anybody that you haven't spoken to in a while, speak to them. Um, if there's something that you want to do, try to do it as best you can. If you can't complete the dream, try to get as close as you can, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I've just been so thankful for every opportunity that I've gotten. And, and since I've kind of just had a full life circle being two years out of college and, and seeing some dreams come true, then, man, it, it, it's fun. So with that, I leave you guys with a heartfelt cheers. I'm sure I will be back next week to bring you into the Thanksgiving weekend and the Turkey Day festivities that we all know and love. Also, at the same time, we wish for JC to come back, and we will always wish for JC to come back so that we can get back on a good old cold one opening with the boys with both of us on here. We thank all the special guests that join us with the Cover Show every single week. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. This has been episode number 43, potentially number 44, if JC hasn't uploaded one by the time that this gets dropped because we talked about it, and I don't know if he recorded one or not. But thank you guys so much for listening. Have fun. Have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. doesn't matter when you guys listen to this. So enjoy it, folks. Peace out.